0: Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, a.k.a. Jote maniac
1: And it's me, your other host, DM Celeste, a.k.a. Sea Witch.
0: Yes, and I'm at a standing desk, so you can't see, but I can Whoa, move around.
1: Whoa, that's how you're dancing so much. So much,
0: much. yep, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I knew you were thinking, what is happening? Was, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yes, so today, uh, it was entitled... Remember remember we're done with December. <laughs> that's, that's that's a That's a real 2020 vibe there. So it's not tied back to anything other than, and I quote, my brain and that list from Tasha's Cauldron.
1: It's good. I saw that prompt. I was like, awesome. Uh, Let's do it. (laughs) So
0: basically, it's looking back at that piece of Tasha's to think about some rules that maybe we forgot, Um, which, again, that's a real 2020 vibe right there. Yep. So we'll jump straight into that list from Tasha's. Do you have it up on your side?
1: I do, and I have, I have
0: it up on my side.
1: Ten rules to remember.
0: Yeah, which I thought was really interesting, mm-hmm. especially like looking back into that episode that we had recently, where we were talking about the house rules, uh, yeah. which some people have commented on. Man, you guys did a great job trying to be really positive about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we so, did
1: our best. Yeah,
0: so, that's kind of what I said. So I don't think rolling makes sense. Um, I think just grabbing the ones that really stand out, I would say that I'd like this list to have been in reverse order maybe, only in that like number 10 is my number one.
1: Oh yeah, number 10, have fun, have fun. You don't need to know the rules to enjoy D&D. Yay, that's nice. Um, I guess I should say every rule to enjoy D&D is yeah. specified, but that is nice. I think maybe you should have started with with one there, wizards, but. I'm glad it's on the list.
0: Yeah, because one of the things is, I, I mean, I guarantee you have been asked this question. I guarantee every dungeon master has been asked this question at one point. Who won or something to the effect of, did like, you win? Yeah. Like,
1: oh, yeah. yeah. Did you win the game? And it's like, uh. <laughs> my, my
0: only win condition is like, I'll literally look over and be like, did you all have fun? Yes. And yes, answer, I won. <laughs> yes, I'll answer the other person who was asked, like, yes, I I have won. So let's go from one back up to the top, though. The DM adjudicates the
1: rules. Mm-hmm. This is good. I really yeah. like that they reminded people. I th- feel like this list is is very helpful um, because a lot, I know a big complaint going around right now is that the DMG, the Dungeon Master's Guide is written, isn't actually very helpful Uh, for Dungeon Masters um, in terms of like, you really have to look hard for like the information and the need to knows. And I feel like the 10 rules to remember was super helpful. Also just like for players to understand like, what is my DM doing? Um, So this is cool. And I think it's a good reminder, you know, that, At the end of the day, your DM is the one kind of guiding the story and creating the game experience. So like, you know, trumping them with rules that you've found in books isn't necessarily the most fun thing to do.
0: Yeah. Well, and I also think about like, sometimes my brain only works in analogies, which is fine because the idea (laughs) that like the DMG is a really good set of tools but no, but, but they, they just gave you a toolbox with a bunch of tools inside of it. And you're just like, um, how, how
1: do, what, what do I, st- yeah. what kind of wrench do I yeah, use what, right now? How do I build yeah. things?
0: How do I fix things? I don't know, but I have this really nice set of tools here <laughs> that I'm dead set could do it. Um If only I had a little bit more direction on how.
1: Yeah. So I think the, the, when you encounter something that the rules don't cover, or if you're unsure how to interpret a rule, you get to, you decide the DM, you decide. Um, I think it's remarkable how much people feel like they need permission like this to make those calls. Yeah, you know, because like for you or I, who've been playing role playing games for a really long time, it's it's that's not hard for us to do. But like a lot of the new people, I think people are scared yeah. to like make a call. You know, when you have books and books and books full of rules, it's like no, no, it's okay. You should do that. You should feel empowered to do that.
0: Yeah, and I assume what I'll say is maybe something you've heard as well, because I, I assume you watch a lot of what uh, Ted from Nerd Immersion does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one of the things he brought up that uh, I hadn't really thought of as well is that some people are waiting for that approval, that wizard's that yeah. wizard stamp of approval that certain things, until written in an official Watsy book, aren't a thing do. in their game. Yeah. yeah, or don't feel comfortable doing it until it's written in, in there. So, yeah, that is... You're, you're in charge, okay? You're in charge. You're the DM. Also, I'm a huge fan of number two, exceptions supersede general rules, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because I'm like, uh, so here in America, that's kind of how the government works. Like you yep. have a federal rule that says, and I, this is an example I always like, the federal rule says that I can own 10 cars. Well, the state rule could then say, no, sir, you are only allowed to own eight cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the exceptions supersede the general rules. Now, I mean, there's... The opposite version of this works. Um, I mean, the government kind of works that way too, where it's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. The state said it's fine, but it's just this cascading effect. So the example is, the combat rules tell you that melee weapon attacks use strength and ranged weapons use dexterity. That's a general rule, and a general rule is an effect as long as something in the game doesn't explicitly say otherwise. Because mm-hmm. what if I have like a finesse weapon? Yeah. Now I can exactly. use my dexterity, but it's only because I have a finesse weapon. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I and I think, you know, this is a really great way to do it, too, especially because there's so much new content coming out. And like this book, you know, had a ton of new character options that, you know, every time every time we design something, it is sort of playing on the rules or adding to the rules or breaking the rules like because you choose this specific subclass you can break the rule in this way so it's a really good reminder for people how like the funnel of rules kind of works I think it's a great reminder um, if that players and DMs. You know, that's super helpful to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, I kind of forgot what the tail end of this was, but it's way more fun than my example. So I apologize deeply for my example because...
1: Oh, what is that? What for is example,
0: it? if a feature says that you can make a melee weapon attack using your charisma, you can do so, even though that statement disagrees with the general rule.
1: Yay, I'm going to charismatically punch you. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, your stomach looks like a sheath.
1: Yeah, okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that's awesome gotcha yeah all right three advantage and disadvantage
1: oh this is a very good rule because i've seen this be broken a billion times yeah
0: even if more than one factor gives you disadvantage advantage or disadvantage on a roll, you have it only once and if you have it have advantage and disadvantage on the same roll, they cancel each other out
1: I have also been guilty of this when oh, we yeah. do like the, you know, the magic, the gathering, it feels like stack, 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 like mm-hmm. advantage, advantage, disadvantage, and it like, it cancels that to this. So it is really nice. This is a good rule to remember for me, and I think for everyone, uh, you know, that stacking effects aren't a thing. It's the same thing with magic, actually. There's a whole section right there in the PHP that's like magical effects don't stack. You can only be blessed from here one time, you yeah. know? Um, so this is good. And it also keeps things from being so complicated.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think it also, and I would wonder if this happened in, or uh, er, playtesting of the mechanic of basically an arms race. Yeah. Of like, I'm building a character that can stack advantages so that I can always counteract disadvantages. Right. Um, and then at that point,
1: It's just a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. (laughs) It's the Cold War, and it's a mess. Yeah, it's tough,
0: (laughs) and then nobody wants to do it anymore. No. Just out. Um, What is next on our list?
1: Ooh, so for number four we have reaction timing, which is again these are these are pretty good. Yeah. I like I like these a lot. So a certain game features let you take a special action called a reaction in response to an event, uh, and basically they're reminding people like an opportunity attack is a reaction, casting shield is an action, um, and the rule generally is the reaction happens after its trigger unless the description of the reaction specifically says otherwise. I know reactions are always tricky for folks because some rules can get so fiddly i mean i've seen counterspell go wrong a million times uh because people are confused about reactions and triggers and like holding actions yeah specifically that's like a really tough one
0: yeah i'm kind of s- surprised that wasn't in there because i i know that there's yes because my thing is always with the holding of an action i'm like yeah you just hold your action like it's a specific piece of your turn now it's not, you're holding, you're not holding your movement. You could hold, you could move and then hold an action to take a move, but it's just action. Like right. The thing that is action is what you're holding yeah,
1: on Yeah, but it's hard for, I think, folks to wrap their head around, like, you have to specify a trigger Yeah. because, like, mm-hmm. the the trigger phrase, like, for every reaction is always caused by a trigger. I like that they put that language in there right. to kind of reinforce, sort of, like, teaching people exactly how... To do it. I feel like it's it's enabling people to use that mechanic better.
0: Proficiency bonus. If your proficiency bonus applies to a role, you can add the bonus only once to the role. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if multiple things in the game say your bonus applies. We'll just read the whole thing. Moreover, if more than one thing tells you to double or have your bonus, you double it only once or have it only once before applying it. Whether multiplied, divided, or left at its normal value, the bonus can be used only once per roll.
1: That's good. Um, I haven't had problems with this, but I guess people have maybe complained about it enough that it's become a problem. So it is really interesting also to see this list. And like to get a look at what Wizards of the Coast thinks is a problem. Yeah, like with the yeah, rules. Ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is yeah, this is really interesting to, to see, but yeah. Seems clear, but who knows? Who knows how that's being interpreted.
0: Yeah, and again, it's it's trying to break it down to so, like, are you proficient, yes or no?
1: Yes or no. Got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: exactly. Do you have advantage or disadvantage? Yes. Or no. But yep. again, I think it's it's the complication of like, okay, so then I have this multiplicative. Right, like,
1: but op- so when I cast a spell, I get to add my thing and like, oh, my proficiency and the, th- you know, it's like, ah. Uh, yep. Uh, I, I have players who they've hit level 16 and I still feel the panic in their eyes when I ask them what their spell attack bonus is. Uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it never goes away no. completely. It's so good. Uh,
0: okay. Next up is bonus action spells.
1: Oh, this is a great rule. This is a great rule to highlight and stick in your brain. Mm -hmm. And every person who's like, tries out a spell casting class for the first time. Yeah, if you want a spell, to, to cast a spell that has a casting time of one bonus action, remember that you can't cast any other spells before or after it on the same turn, except for cantrips with a casting time of one action. The except for cantrips thing, Oh yes, yeah. Everybody needs to be reminded of that.
0: In oh, which, way, Yes, both directions. Because yes. it's like, no, you can't, no, you can't cast that, because that is not a cantrip. Don't forget, you can cast a cantrip.
1: Yeah, don't forget, you can cast a cantrip as an action with your bonus action. Yeah, but it has to be a cantrip. Um, I know, because well, cantrips are tricky, especially. I mean, for someone like me who came in from other editions, and cantrips were never a thing cantrips still are a little confusing for me so i imagine it's the same case for other people so this is a great 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 rules reminder
0: yeah (laughs) concentration as soon as you start casting a spell or using a special ability that requires concentration your concentration on another effect ends instantly
1: i feel like they also should have re-explained how concentration and like damage rolling works because that always gets really wonky too but i mean it's good good to keep in mind instantly
0: yeah yeah and part of that is really just planning your turnout then um so i that one's probably a little bit more of a slushy one for me in that like i don't know That i mean unless someone's trying to abuse it which maybe that's the case but like for me it'd be like well i see what you wanted that's fine. We'll we'll be fine in the round that you zigged before you zagged. Um, yeah, that kind of thing.
1: I I think maybe this even applies to for like the longer concentration spells so things like uh, you know, suggestion or um, that l- can last for a while. Um, even if they were outside of combat, you know, they still drop.
0: Yeah. Also, don't be mean.
1: Also, don't be mean. It
0: feels you. like the kind of thing like, oh, you didn't say you were in. Yeah.
1: You you, yeah. you didn't say you were wearing oh, shoes. Hey stands. Now you're all asleep. Yep. There's Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> if there's contact poison on the floor, you fools. Now, no, just always a DM tip, always remind your players if they have a concentration spell, just be like, are you sure? Because this will end your other concentration spell. It takes you t- 20 seconds to do. And most of the time, people cannot remember. Yeah. They're thinking about so many other things in the heat of combat and tactics. They forget all the time what spells are concentration or not. So if you remember, say something. Just double check.
0: Big fan of this one. It is always confusing for people. Temporary hit
1: points. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is, yeah. See, yeah.
0: Temporary hit points aren't cumulative if you have temporary hit points and receive more of them you do not add them together unless a game feature says you can which goes back to one of the more important rules exception supersede general but instead you decide which temporary hit points to keep
1: yes big one big one also because like you can swap it out guys like if if one is like super depleted and you only have two temporary hit points left from you know your super cool mace uh and you know, your super cool bard is like, Oh, I'm giving everybody fifteen, switch yep. over, get rid of the two, but you have to swap them out. Swap them out.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of where my analogy is. I like it thinks a lot of video games, I think. It mm-hmm. goes back. It, which is obvious like the ever present cycle of D D to <laughs> video game, video game to D. But
1: Oh, it's like drinking a cup of coffee. You have one cup of coffee and you get jazzed, right? But if you keep drinking cups of coffee, you don't get the caffeine boost. You just feel sick uh, after a while. So you got to switch to like green tea or something else to get that caffeine going.
0: I like it. Yeah. Just like I have a shield, but I can only have one shield at a time. This shield's almost out. So I got to throw that shield down and pick up this new shield that has the Mm -hmm. extra hit points. So, yeah, temporary hit points. I think it's also confusing because it's not. Not everybody has that mechanic. You're not yeah, just throwing not it around. Common. Yeah, it's not super common. You're not throwing it around all the time kind of thing. Yeah. Number nine, round it down.
1: Round down. This is like, this is a, a champion cry of all of the history yeah. of D&D. This game is mean, always round down.
0: Yeah, that's it, <laughs> you got it.
1: That's it, everything. Yep,
0: if the fraction is one half or greater, even if the fraction is one half or greater. Round down. Every time. That's how spells work. I don't get second and a half it's level. I get.
1: That's always worked. I
0: get third, and then I mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, you don't want to be doing fractions with your math. You don't want to do that. And just round down. Just round down. Take the edge off.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Round down. So there you are. We have discussed some important rules. So. Which is really funny because I guess we'll put this bumper right here. Let's lift the mental weights right now.
1: Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Okay,
0: we're, we're here. What, are there other ones that you can think of that like come up frequently? Um, so I know mine. I know my personal Oh, Oh,
1: yeah, you go for it. What, what is yours?
0: So when you do a critical, mm-hmm. you take the number of dice and you roll it twice hmm i rhymed to help everyone i guess uh, yeah you take the dice and you roll it twice yep that's all Pick you up. do there's no other things that
1: happen mm-hmm. and you you apply your bonus the exact same way one time yes one time um
0: take the dice roll them twice Part of it is just maybe not seeing it and then players that have been around for a really long time and uh, like how those bonuses have or haven't been added, how things have been rolled or not rolled. Some people do it where um they'll take the die roll once and double it, which is uh, – it, it's not the same because that's really swingy when you do it that way because how disappointing is a one and then yeah. doubling your one.
1: The, the one I like, the house rule I really like is that you get maximum damage for the first set and then you also get to roll it again.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, so, because that one, like, at least it guarantees, you know, you, you got a chunky hit, you know, you're already max damage. So if your possible is a 12, uh, you know, you roll that D12 the second time and you add it to the 12. That's pretty satisfying. Uh, but yeah, the just the double is the rules as written...
0: Yeah, which, and, and you can, knowing that, you can start to stack those things up, like you have that super powerful smite, because you're just like, ooh, I got a critical, so now I have a smited critical, um, I need more hands. um, or adding, or applying the sneak attack. That will, that'll be my next one. Do you have one, though? I don't, I don't
1: Yeah, um, object interactions, it takes an action to drink a potion. That's a big one that people struggle with, um. So unless it's like specifically something like drawing a sword or whatever that you're proficient in and is like f- cool, it's, it's an action to use an object for the most part. So just being really careful about that is a big one. Yeah. you can. Was your next one sneak attack? Yes, it is. You can do a sneak attack
0: <laughs> once per turn.
1: Once per turn, you so can add your sneak attack damage. That's very important. That's it. It's, so it's
0: very important <laughs> that we say it per turn because per round, isn't true so mm-hmm. per turn is true so to say that so i'm basically i have a higher level rogue that's why it's it's come up for me several times and i say it only to remember it myself of like okay so i have my turn and i stab them and i get sneak attack and then celeste you're playing rosita of course um mm-hmm. I, but Rosita's a bard can a bard make me do an extra another attack they're might not be a way, but let, let's say you have a battle master fighter, yeah, <laughs> and it's their turn and they have you make an extra attack. Well, now you can apply sneak attack again. Now, let's say that the person is terrified and they'd like to run away, you get an opportunity with your reaction and you do it a third time. So it's amazing. First off, let's just that it's, <laughs> it's just amazing, so ridiculous when you can start to stack those up, but yeah, so the. The difference between a turn and a round for sneak attack is really important to be aware of that as a dm and as a player
1: mm-hmm. Oh, I have another one. Um, the prone condition, if you are five feet away from more than five feet away from a prone person, you have disadvantage on the attack to hit them, so this really applies to like ranged characters a lot. Shooting someone who is down on the ground is harder than shooting somebody standing up. So that applies to magic as well, like spell attacks. Um, You have disadvantage against prone targets. Um, My other one too is that like things like special attack actions like grapple and shove, you can do those instead of a normal action. So if you have like, if you get two attacks on your turn, um, you can swing with your sword and you can shove someone or you can grapple someone. Um, It just replaces one of your attacks. Um, I feel like that's one, cause like those actions can be really cool, but people don't really understand how to use them. Um, so it doesn't take your whole turn. You can just use one uh, of your attacks to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and so I feel like, I feel like this is a super nice way to like, I feel like we're having that very classic um, departmental meeting where we're talking about mm-hmm. things that one person has done, but we're talking about it in a way that everyone is addressed. Yep. <laughs> Because <laughs> we both have players at our table we both have um, so uh the that totally made me lose my train of thought um <laughs> because I just realized that's totally what we are doing. Oh, that's what it is, so you're taking the attack action, and mm-hmm. if you have the right class, you get to take extra attacks, but at the end of the day, you are still taking the single attack
1: action, which is
0: confusing. And I yeah. fully understand it because both words are used. But if you have extra attacks, you're still only taking one mm-hmm. attack
1: action. That is for monks. That is very – you need to keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah monks, fighters, you start to – yeah, things start to kind of spiral out. Because then – because then you it, again, it goes back to uh, specific superseding general. And so then what yeah. can you do with those extra attacks that you have, but you still have to take – the attack, the attack action, action to start that start down that road. Yeah,
1: you can't take one of your attacks and do something else. No, no, no You're doing the attack action. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then, yeah. So now you've taken that action. And now what are you doing next is, is, yes, very important. Yes. Did you have more?
1: No, I think that's, those are the big ones that come to mind for me.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of hit points. So this is just a random thing. I, I assume there are different rules on hit points, like rolling them when you level up.
1: We're taking the average. Okay, there it was.
0: But then I also feel like that's super weird because it's like, it feels really punitive to be like, you could have taken the average, but I see that you've rolled below it. So I guess I'm just going to ask a question. How do you do it? Because I know how I do it.
1: I mean, I, uh, I let players do whatever they want. They can pick or they can roll. I am usually more inclined to be like, if you rolled below the average, I'm like, just take the average.
0: Alright, we're the same person. Yeah, like, uh, just cool. take the average. Yeah, so so basically, yeah. That's
1: really but yeah, when that happens.
0: <laughs> the term I was going to use was basically average plus.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so you roll, yeah. and if you can get over the average, I'll give it to you. If you don't, then take the average.
1: Just take the average. Because I don't, I it's not fun for me to, you know, wipe the floor with my players.
0: Oh, I see you're at level five and have five hit points. Ha!
1: Ha! no no
0: but with that i say we have done it we've done it once again and if you liked what you heard here and you think others should know about it go tell them just go out there beat the streets say hey diemnastics it's a great place also you can digitally do that by going to the podcaster of your choice and leaving us a review
1: and if you want to reach out, you can always find us on email at diamnastics at gmail.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter at diamnastics, me personally at C. Conowich and Neil at jote_moniac. And for everything else on the network, make sure to visit blockpartypodcastnetwork.com.
0: And as always, a huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. And you can find more about Bombarded at bombardedcast.com. But there's no need to work out alone So check out this amazing lifting partner.
1: It's the damn nasty shame and you're lifting the thing. But sometimes you need help. It's your lifting partner.
0: So Celeste, you had a great idea for a lifting partner that we are pointing people to. Who is this amazing person?
1: Yeah, so today I want to highlight Justice Arman. Uh So if you haven't heard of Justice, he is a wonderful D and D designer um, who recently joined the Beatles and Grim team uh, as a full time goblin. I believe yes. is his uh, his position title. Um, so Justice is responsible for a, whenever you order one of those Beatles and Grimm's like cool campaign boxes. Uh, he's one of the people who writes all the extra modules and adventures um, that are included in the box. He's also like a super prolific um, DMs Guild author and has a lot of incredible titles. And probably my favorite thing about him is that every day on Twitter, he posts like really thoughtful questions and comments and like inspirations for your D&D game. So he's just a really positive voice, I feel like in the community and like following his timeline makes me a better designer and producer for Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Just like if you're playing D&D or any other TTRPG this weekend, here's your Friday roleplay warm-up. If your character no. was a genre of music, which one would they be? Bonus points if you can name a band or artist. Guitar emoji!
1: Yeah. So yeah, he's just always so thoughtful and like community thinking forward. Um, he also, if you follow his website, dot uh, he's got a bunch of great blog posts and you know, he's really good about sending out newsletters to let you know what's going on, what he's working on. So he's just like a really passionate, cool creator. Um, I had the pleasure of working with him on um Darkhold Secrets of the Zentarum, oh. which was a book that came out on the DMs Guild that talks, you know dives into the the famous Zentarum faction. Um, he also worked on um, Elminster's Candlekeep Companion, uh, which is also up on the DM's Guild, which is super duper relevant, especially if you're going to be picking up the new Candlekeep Mysteries book from Wizards of the Coast. Um, the Candlekeep Companion is full of like Cool maps and like designs and characters, NPCs, extra content. So Justice has done a lot of great stuff and is just a really, really cool person to follow if you're interested in the TTRPG industry.
0: Yep. And we had him over on the Dungeon Masters block uh, talking all about libraries and referencing back to um, that book as well. And that one is definitely worth it, especially to add it in. With uh, Candlekeep Mysteries, um, because your players are inevitably going to ask a lot more questions about Candlekeep. And then you can just, you're like, hey, Justice has my back because he's your lifting partner. Mm-hmm. See? See what we did? He's got you. He's Done. got you. So go, go. Did we already give out his handle?
1: Um, No, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Go to the website. Go to his Twitter. It's at Justice Arman, A-R-M-A-N, and tell him that we sent you. That'll be really funny to me. I don't know why we don't tell people to do that. (laughs) So do that. Um, And with that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. And I should also say... Before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had.
1: To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift?